Welcome back, podcast listeners. This is the We Know Ball podcast. Today, we are teaming up with Underdog Fantasy to bring you guys an amazing deal. If you go ahead and sign up using their mobile app or their website, and you use code WKB when you sign up, they will give you a deposit match of up to $100. That is an amazing deal. So take advantage of it while you can. Sign up, use code WKB, and get on to some daily fantasy. Hey, welcome podcast listeners. Um, Brandon here, just wanted to explain to you guys. Um, we do have a little bit of an audio issue at, with this episode. Um, I just moved into a new house, so this room is completely empty. Um, so there's a little bit of an echo. Um, I tried to fix it as best as possible, but hope you guys still enjoy the episode. Welcome back everybody to a new episode of the We Know Ball podcast. Um, we're recording this immediately after, almost immediately after, Game two of the Sun game, Sun versus Dallas. Um, yeah, we, we pulled out a 20-point win, 129-109. to um, This was a really fun game to me. This was, It was fun to watch. Besides all the fouls in the first half, the second half. Let's let me rephrase that. The second half was really fun to watch. The first half was just annoying. The first half was miserable. <laughs> yeah. I, I was at work for this game, so I, was, um, I work at Target. And uh, I was, you know, I'm like the cart pusher, <laughs> so I'm like my whole shift. I'm just outside, like with a with one headphone and just listening to the game for the whole first half. It's just like all I'm hearing is offensive foul, offensive foul, offensive foul. I'm like, bro, like this is getting up, and it was on both sides too. Like it wasn't even like I'm not saying like the refs favored the Suns or anything. Like today was just bad officiating, like overall, like it just sucked. They were just trying to control the game too much. Yeah, it was it was absurd. I, but I don't know, man. And the, like with the half that the first half that Luca had, and then with the officiating, and then uh, like all the fouls, we had. I think there was like five guys on each team in foul trouble. Like it was insane. But yeah. in the first half, I actually felt good after the first half. Same. I don't know how you guys felt, but I looked at what we had. I looked at DA in foul trouble. I looked at Cam Johnson picking up, I think, like two or three fouls in the first half. I looked at um, Book and Chris Paul not really scoring. I looked at um, the half that Luca had, and I felt good knowing that we were only down two at half. I felt really good. Mm-hmm. And then the way Book came out in the second half and scored like eight straight points to give us a six point lead. And then yeah. they just never let up from there. So, definitely a tale of two halves in this game, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I was never, like, stressed about this one, necessarily. Whenever, whenever like, the Suns are within 10, unless it's, like, the last, like, few minutes, I'm not really stressed. If they are within 10 at, like, any point, I'm pretty much fine. Which is absurd yeah. to say because, <laughs> but I mean, at this point, they have given us no reason to like doubt them in any like border like other than literally getting blown out by like thirty points. We they haven't given us a reason to expect them to lose any game. Like, I yeah, they them to perfectly. Win yeah, yeah, um, a lot better than the first the first series against the Pelicans because. Yeah. Almost every game against the Pelicans, I would say probably besides game one, I was scared at some point in the game, like, oh, we could lose this. Game five, like, we were fine. Yeah, 
But like both of these two Dallas teams throughout the whole game, I'm like, this isn't even if we go down, we're still like I think that today they got their first lead of a game out of of these last two games. Yeah. So like I just I, at at no point so far these two games have I felt like oh my god like we need to step it up. It's we I feel like we just outplayed them the whole time even when we went down. And it's the way that they start the games. Like both of these games against uh, Dallas, we started off with a nine zero lead right off the bat, mm-hmm. and against New Orleans we never really saw like they never came out. And I don't know maybe it was intentional. Like, maybe this is, like, literally what the Suns are going to do, and they're going to take it up a year every round, which would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's hard to see them having a better offensive game than this one. I mean, they, I'm sure they probably will have another game like this one, but it probably doesn't get much better than this. You know, scoring 129 points, shooting 52% from three. They shot, like, 64% on the game, which is, like, which is a, a franchise, franchise record. record. Yeah, no. exactly. Franchise. Oh, they also scored the hot second highest shoe shooting percentage in NBA history in the playoffs today. As a team? Yeah, as a team. Second okay. highest in history. The first time was also it was the Clippers, also against the Mavericks. <laughs> yeah, so totally. my favorite part of the game was how Chris Paul would just keep switching on switching Luke on to him and just literally like ten straight points. That's and yeah. then he comes out or eleven points about that. He comes out and then Booker does the same thing, nine straight points, and then the game's just done by then. Yeah, and I don't know how a sorry, I don't know how a twenty-three year old Luca can't stay on Chris Paul. Because I just don't. He's, <laughs> he's, don't he's not in good shape. Luca is not in good shape. We all know it. Yeah, I just thought, like thinking about that. I saw a tweet. I don't like. I don't know if it's true or not, but it sounded really interesting. So there's like in the first half, I don't know if you guys noticed, but Mikhail was basically switching everything. Like the second they said, yeah, so Luca was just having Biombo on him and Aiden and McGee. And then, so, like, they're saying that he gets tired out, like, really tired out in the first half. And then, second half, Mikhail stops switching and he tries his hardest to stay on Luca. That's why Luca was very limited in the second half. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's doing that, but it, it sounds pretty good. I saw a stat um, in the third quarter Luca scored two points. Or four. Yeah, in the in the second in the second half he scored nine. Yeah, and that was when Mikhail stopped switching. So yeah. yeah. Um. He also had seven turnovers, and he was minus twenty eight. So the turnovers is normal for Luca. That that's yeah. his turnover rate is going to be insane in this series. Even yeah. in the games they win, just because that the style of basketball that they play, he's going to have a lot of turnovers. Yeah. And. We saw this with the Nugget. This is, like, very similar to the Nugget series so far from last year. And it seems like the Suns just absolutely feast on these heliocentric teams. Um, you know, Luka, now, like, Jokic last year, now Luka, who's basically just the point guard version of Jokic. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to, like... I don't want to get, like, too cocky or too ahead of myself, but, I mean, come on. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I and know. also, the, the episode with uh, with Reese that we had, we were talking about Jalen Brunson, and he's been shut down this series because, against the Jazz, he was hunting Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. 
the same way we're hooking Luca, and we have no one like that you can just target on defense. Well, so it's like they kind of did it to Cam Johnson a little bit, but that was yeah. Luca, not was not Jim. Yeah, Reese. A big point that Reese made in that episode was that the Mavs are he wanted the Suns to put Booker on Brunson because he thought Brunson would torch Book, and he was convinced that Book wasn't healthy. And now, and I have a stat. Um, about Book's defense, it, uh, just today, but it goes for both games. Book's defense has been just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really a hundred percent sure. Like, I hear what it is. So Booker held Jalen Brunson to 0.22 points per chance on 20 touches. <laughs> Jesus. Whereas, and just for context, in case like. Someone listening doesn't know what, like, per chance means. The Suns tonight scored 1.72 points per chance when attacking Luka Doncic today. So there, that, that gives you some context into how, how effectively the Suns were able to attack Luka today and how just shut down Book has been defending Jalen Brunson. And even that one possession where he switched on to Luka... And he forced a shot clock violation. Because Luca had that's right when he hit like three threes in a row on Biombo. And then they switched Booker on him and he clamped him up like pretty bad. Yeah, he, he literally, literally clamped Luca for a possession. Yeah. Like why are we why are we like I don't know man. Book's like Book is I mean, after this playoffs, if he continues at this rate, like he's easily top ten to me. Yeah. And, and actually over Luca. I don't know, okay. <laughs> I don't know about over Luca necessarily. I'm I'm not against it. I'm just not quite there yet. I think Luca's probably like top five. Just because he like we're 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 shit talking him about his style of play, but the fact <laughs> is he still had the Mavs up two and a half. Yeah. Which is impressive considering how much we won this game by. And how much we controlled game one too. So Luca's good. I'm, I'm, I think Bush top ten. I'm not ready to say that he's over Luca. I'm. Re- I'd be ready to say he's at least tied with Tatum. I don't think the bat, the gap between Tatum and Book is as big as people think it is. But mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Hopefully, yeah, so, I think hopefully we get that Book Tatum matchup in the finals. That'd be so fun. That'd be such a. Booker, there's, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Nah, there's still a big part of it that really wants to play Milwaukee again. I take either. Yeah. See, the, the Bucks series is like revenge, but then that's by playing the Celtics, that's just going to be real hoops. Yeah. For seven. And that, that series is going seven, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Again, like, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Let's actually get into this game a little bit, like, little X's and O's of this game a little bit. I want to mention, um, I, well, I want to shout out, really, uh, JaVale McGee and Bismack Biano. They were, despite. Javel being in foul trouble, I still feel like he was very effective today. And, like, the fouls are inflated in this game anyway. Everyone had, like, at least three. So, or at least most of them had at least three fouls. So, I'm not, like, too worried about it. Except Mikel, because he's, he can do no wrong. And we'll we'll talk about about Mikel. Um, so the fouls are a little inflated, so I'm not really worried about it today. I feel like JaVel and Bismack, and especially Bismack, was so good today. Bismack, I don't know 
we we probably still like win, but I don't know that we have the second half that we had without Bismack because he came mm-hmm. in and filled those minutes perfectly. Like we cannot ask him to play any better than he did today. Yeah, uh, I know plus minus isn't like a like huge stat, but he was a plus twelve off the bat. Oh, as our third string center, he was a plus twelve. And first, like one of the I've noticed is when he's in the game, the energy just goes up. Like in the whole arena, yeah. all the players, everything, because he's he has some like he dunks some people, his his paint presence is also like yeah so he, he might not get the blocks as much but they don't like driving on him, which is just some it's a it's a big thing to have when you're versing like Luca and Jalen Brunson. Yeah, Javel was great too. He had some some like CP3 passes today. He had that one under, <laughs> under the basket to Mikel that was really pretty like. Yeah, man. I mean, DA only played 18 minutes today. And that's I didn't even realize that. But we also, like, didn't need him. No. Which, um, Mavs fans, if you're listening, that's not good for you. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you got that you lost by 20 and our third leading scorer, actually our second, I guess third leading scorer for the playoffs, um, only played 18 minutes. So yeah, let, let him have another twenty point game. Yeah, I don't, I don't see, and I mean, I don't, I disagree with the flagrant that he got tonight. Yeah. Um, I think he was. I think a player has every. Just a normal basketball move. Yeah. yeah, I think the player has every right to just like he just jumped up to dunk it and Powell was there. Like I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Powell literally came from behind him, so I don't know how it can be construed as, like, DA intentionally. Not even yeah. intentionally, but, like, like it's, I don't... Whatever. We won, so I'm not gonna... If it's the other way, we're probably getting called on that, though. We're probably getting called a foul on. Uh, maybe not in this game, but... <laughs> I want to say shout-out to Jay Crowder. Oh, yeah, he because was carrying... Because shots... Three out of five from three, four out of seven field goals, seven rebounds, 15 points. And he's our most fouling player. He fouls the most out of anyone. He only had one foul today in a game of fouls. Uh, three assists. He had some really nice passes to JaVale, uh, like later in the, I think in the third quarter. He just, he just has energy, good energy all the way around. Yeah, and we talked about that with Reese, about how Jay Crowder is our X Factor. Even yep. shots now. Mm-hmm. Like literally today, I saw that after he, his, after he hit his first three, he he already made more um, threes than he did the whole first series in three, twenty less attempts. He had three total three pointers made against the Pelicans, and he has like six or seven in the series now. Yeah. So that's I mean, camp. I mean him and campaign both. I guess I don't. Campaign only played 12 minutes tonight. He didn't really. Yeah, Campaign was kind of a non-factor, but he shot 50% two four. And that, like, if you ask any Suns fan, all we ask for from Jay Crowder and Campaign is to just hit your shots. Mm-hmm. We don't need them to do. I guess we need Jay to be like a defender, like the glue guy. But like other than that, we don't need. We just need them to hit shots. Book and. DA and CP3 and Mikel will take care of everything else. We just need our role players to hit shots. That's literally it. And we'll be. Yeah, as long as they're not taking, as long as they're not wasting possessions, taking 
dumb shots. I don't care. Yeah. There's that's all they need to do. Just hit shots and don't. Like uh, the bar was very low for Jay Crowder after that first series, so I'm not surprised that he's playing better regardless. Like anything would have been better than how he played right. that one, but like to see him now have this like insane. I guess progression to the mean now, and then hopefully, hopefully we get one or two more games of this Jay, and then he'll go back to shooting around like thirty-five percent. But and I still be okay with that. Thirty-five percent. I mean, that's, his, that's like his average series. of the season, pretty much. So mm-hmm. he's at sixty percent this series. <laughs> which I mean, what did he shoot in round one? Like nineteen percent or something? Which if you average that, yeah, that's probably about thirty-five. Yeah. So there you go. There's actually one one negative from this game was the rotations in the second quarter and third quarter a little bit. Uh, I didn't like how Monty was running an all bench lineup. I hate that, that time. Oh my God. Yeah, there's no reason we should ever have CP and Book on the bench at the same time. And it's not that's when they coming back. It's not even. Um, I don't necessarily need Book and or Chris Paul to be on the court at all times like i don't necessarily need that i just need to not have all five of the players being benched like i'd be fine if it was like campaign shamit mikkel cam johnson da like that's fine yeah but it's like not my finals there should never be a lineup of like Payne, shamit cam uh like biombo and craig or something yeah craig whatever it is which that should never happen Tory Craig, uh, whatever, man. I hope we hate you, but Ish, Ish Wainwright has already hit more threes than he has in the playoffs. Yeah, Ish Wainwright gave some interesting <laughs> too in the first half. I, I was out of the series. I was when Kane Johnson was getting bullied. I was tweeting. I was like, "Put Ish on. Ish will at least take the body. <laughs> Ish will yeah, not let him back him down do, like that." I do. It wouldn't surprise me if. Ish on Luca is something they experiment with a little bit if we get in foul trouble again, just because Ish Wainwright has a very similar build but has more muscle, and I guarantee you is stronger than Luca. So he might get hooked like off dribble moves, but Luca's not going to body him down low. So yeah, that might, that might be something that they explore. I wouldn't surprise me. I mean, granted, like it's not going to happen unless there's foul trouble again, like tonight, but. I wonder how he would be on Giannis. I know he's a big Ish? size difference. Yeah, but just strength wise, just that's just grand, that's body Williams. wise. Yeah, just body wise. He's like, our, he's our Mate, I mean, how tall is he? I want to say six seven or six eight. He's, no way, six he's six five. He's six five. Yeah, he's six five. Five two fifty. Two fifty. He's literally built like a titan. It's like <laughs> Ish, bro, two six five two fifty is re- I'm for reference. I'm six four two hundred. <laughs> like six five two fifty, two, 50 is yeah. insane. Giannis weighs two seventy. That's what I'm saying. He he's, he's I think we have like a Ish Aiden combo. I think Giannis, we might have given him some trouble, dude. If you, just, if you have Da. Just straight up, and then you have Ish Wainwright low smacking at the ball. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He's not a terrible defender. He's no, not terrible. He he's an athlete. You see, yeah. so he knows how to move his feet, and he's tough because he's a football player. So 
He brings he that has to be a good defender with that build. Yeah, if you're if you're built like that and you're not a good defender, like bro, what are you doing? Because <laughs> he can barely shoot, so definitely. Yeah, the corner. Yeah. But let's uh, let's get into the meat of this game, which is uh, Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Um, Sam Cooper said it. He tweeted it. Doctor Guru, big Warriors fan, tweeted it. This might just be Chris Paul's year, guys. I really hope so. Because yeah. some of the stuff that, like, he's kind of doing this on a nightly basis at this point. And I don't know, man. Like, when, you, when there's a player who's just playing this well, this consistently for this long in the playoffs, especially in the fourth quarter, like, I don't know, man. I have a hard, like... Chris Paul just seems like he's going on one of those, like, runs right now. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I, I don't know. It just... It seems absurd, some of the shots he's making. Yep. Night in and night out. Yeah, like, uh, I have the, like, play-by-play pulled up. So, at this point, we were up by seven. So, it's Chris Paul makes a layup. Chris Paul makes a pull-up jump shot. Eight-foot jump shot. Eleven-foot jump shot. Layup. <laughs> and then, taken out of the game. And then Booker comes in, three-pointer-three-pointer-three-pointer-and-game-over. Hey, man. I don't know. I just... I feel the same. I feel exactly the same way that we did when we went up too well on the Nuggets last year, and I feel like nobody can stop us right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully... It's just so comforting knowing that we have the two most clutch players in the NBA on our team. Because you know what they're going to do, but you just can't stop it. They're going to dribble to the mid-range, pull up. There's nothing you can do. It's like some Larry Bird shit where you literally just tell the defenders what he's do, what he's gonna do, and they still couldn't stop him. Like, yeah. it's it it baffles me. Like these defenders, like they literally just let Chris Paul just dribble down to the elbow and fall. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. He's been doing this for years, and yet nobody on defense has ever tried to like prevent him from getting to the elbow. And even today, he was. He was driving a little bit today. Like, yeah, I mean, I obviously, I on him, but he just drove right by him, like, yeah. three times. I don't know. Chris Paul, Chris Paul dances around the court like he owns it. And yeah. nobody, nobody ever really, like, tries to get in his way or ever. Like, there was a there was a, a point in, like, there was a play in game six against the Pelicans where he weaved between, like, three defenders and then just hit a fadeaway midi. I'm like, bro. Like, why don't you guys, like, get in his way? Uh, like, you guys just let him go wherever he wants, and he just... I don't know. It Like, Chris Paul, when he has bad games, I feel like he never has bad games because of a defender or because of the defense. I think he just has, like, off nights where he misses his shot. I don't feel like yeah. I've ever seen, or at least, like, that I can think of in recent memory. I don't think we've seen a team or any one defender, like, bother Chris Paul. Yeah. Have you guys seen his mid-range like ever get blocked? No matter who's on. I don't understand. He's like 
five feet tall and it shoots it over like seven footers like it's nothing yeah. i don't understand if they just like they drop a little bit they'll be a... i don't know it's because he fades so far back but it's just so consistent it's just like no matter who's guarding him it's it, you can't do anything about it he was doing it to Giannis too last year it's the whole suns team too like if you look at the suns like core four book cb3 da and mikel they literally all have mastered the mid-range shot. They don't miss from mid-range. Yo. But yeah. Jay hasn't been too bad at either, honestly. When he does take middies. Jay has those little floaters. Jay has those, yeah. he's, he's really good at floaters. But yeah, man, Chris Paul tonight. Uh ended the game with 28 points, six rebounds, eight assists, eleven of sixteen from the field. He had a steal. Um yeah, I don't know. Like, there's nothing else to say. It's just, he's just, he's just that good. <laughs> Devin Booker had a 34 and 4, 11 to 19, 5 of 8 from 3. Um, both of them kind of emerged in the second half at the perfect time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm really curious to see what happens with Luca because I don't think. I don't think we're gonna shoot like this again, but I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna average thirty-eight for a series. Like, I think he probably could. I think I think he will, but he's giving all that back up anyways. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not Jason Kidd. If Jason Kidd figures out like the adjustment to this, he's the best coach of all time. Like I don't know <laughs> how do you adjust to your best player being your worst defender. Like they, because they, they can't just not have Luca out there. You can't just take him out of the game. You could try to hide him, like put him in like a like a zone situation. But like, they tried that, and then every time yeah. there's Paul just calls for the screen from whoever's Luca, whoever Luca's guarding. And if the Mavs try to run a zone, well then we'll just feast in the mid range. Yeah. So their offense is inviting us to shoot mid range shots. And it is short of. Sorry. Uh, I say they're so worried about DeAndre Ayton going in the paint, so any pick and roll, they're dropping like hella. So it's just inviting us to shoot mid-range, so yeah. no, I don't think, no, no matter what they do, it's, we're going to score. Like, I'm sorry. I know, like, people love Luka, and they always say, like, if you, people say, like, if you have the best player in the series, you always have a chance. Reese said that. He said Reese is like, they yeah. have Luka, they have at least a puncher's chance, but like, that's a puncher's chance. Like, there's only so much Luca can do. Yeah, and uh, it's it's. I don't I don't know if this is. I just never paid attention. But when was the last time we saw the Suns pick out a defender as much as they did Luca in the fourth quarter tonight? Because it never seemed like every single possession was screened to get Luca on Chris Paul. Michael, Michael Porter Jr. last year in the Nuggets series, they picked on. Yeah, they picked on. Um, who did they pick on against the Pelicans all the time? CJ. CJ? Uh, there, was a, there was a big who always... Oh, Jackson Hayes? No. Maybe it was Bell Jackson Hayes. Hayes. I can't remember for some reason. It might have been Jackson Hayes. Um, but I have a stat regarding that, uh, Luca. The Suns attacked Luca as the screen defender 50 times tonight. We don't see them do that that often, pick out someone. They just kind of like get to their spot. 
this is like a one in a million chance where their most ball dominant player, their best player, is their worst defender, like Isaac said. So it's like you might as well take advantage of that and tire him out as much as you can. So he's not as effective on offense, which we saw in the fourth quarter. He didn't third or fourth quarter. He didn't do much. Yeah. So I don't know. Luca also. I'm guaranteeing this right now on the podcast. He is not going to have a better first half than he did today, Luca. I'm sorry. He's not putting up 24 on 9 to 14 and a half again. If he does it, yeah. I already made a bet with someone on Twitter about my changing my phone. <laughs> if he does it again, I don't think he's doing it again. I think, I don't think this was like the Luca game. Like, I still think he's going to steal one, probably game three or four because I think it's probably Suns and five as it stands right now. Um, so I do think there's just going to be a game where he goes insane, probably scores 50. We're not going to be able to hit a shot. Like, it's just going to go their way. Like, it happens. But, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's not going to work. No. Not for a whole series. Like, oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm just saying not for a series. Yeah, uh, we're not going to be in this much foul trouble. So there won't be beyond like beyond guarding Luca for four straight possessions. Yeah. Like, so yeah, like you were saying, it's not gonna have that first half ever again. All right, in this series, in this. Series. Yeah, he might. He'll probably have a better half than that at some point. Just not. It's yeah, not yeah. Gonna I mean, it's the Suns. It's the Suns. Yeah. Like I think, I'll call it right now. I'm I'm gonna say we lose game three. I think game three is the Luca game, and then we win four and five. Yeah. Um, just because I prefer, I prefer um, to avoid us going up. Like, there, you know for a fact if we went up 3-0 and then they won game four, there'd be endless memes about us being, like, the first team to blow a 3-0 lead. So I just like to avoid that. Yeah. You know? But, hey. Like I said, like, like I keep saying, I don't want to get, like, too ahead of ourselves. There's still, we still have to play at least two more games. So. Mm-hmm. Anything can change. What do you guys yeah. think Spencer did shot tonight without looking at the box score? I think Spencer did what he, I think he probably shot like 5 of 13 or so on the game, but I think he was like, I think he shot well from 3, but poor overall. What about you, Brandon? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, like, I, I think I was he was say... like 2 of 5 from 3. Yeah, he was 3 of 10. But two of five from three. Oh, but wow. for me, it just felt like he was more effective than he actually was. I was, I was going to say he shot good, but... Yeah. He was hitting some threes that were, like, so big at the time, like, right before yeah. that, and that. So it felt like he impacted the game a lot more, but really he shot 30%. It's fake impact. I don't even remember seeing him on the floor in the second half. <laughs> so. Yeah. If you told me Spencer did what he didn't play in the second half, I would have been like, that's not surprising. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. We've done an amazing job holding Bronson and Dinwiddie to terrible numbers. Yeah, and it seems like the Mavs, I don't know, like, I'm trying to figure out what to think about the Utah Jazz and the Mavs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how did, we, how did Utah lose to this team? Defense. 
they have like three players that you can hunt on defense, and that's just free for everyone. Can you imagine if we played the Jazz? It'd be the same thing. Same, yeah. yeah, same thing. We just hunt and, Donovan, like, Brooke would cook Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Which would be and they would be switching Jalen Brunson to Gobert, and he would just cook him. But you can't do that with DeAndre Aiden. Yeah. And it's also different with having that center who can actually, like, score. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, dude. I'm not going to say what's going through my head right now because... I've been holding my tongue. It could age very poorly. <laughs> so I'm not going to say it right now. Not yet. I need to see, like, I need them to at least get out of the series before I start saying anything too crazy. But. Yeah. Did you guys see the Suns Twitter team posting Suns Flames? Please don't start chanting Suns at yeah. four. Yeah. Let's <laughs> yeah. say you know it got out of hand. <laughs> The actual team is like that's crazy. Yeah, I, does that does that like is that a big chant when you went to games like? They chanted every playoff game, dude. It's insane. <laughs> every every game since that, like every game won since the Nuggets series since that game. It's been that like the last Jesus. two games against the Mavs, they had it. They chanted it in game one against the Pelicans. Yeah, it happens every time. Yeah, it's, it's a bad look. Yeah. We're not going to sweep the Mavs either. So, I just think, I don't, I don't like it. I never liked the chance, but whatever. I mean, whatever, they're fans. What are yeah. you, you going to do? <laughs> oh, thinking about, I was looking at the, since you guys brought up the Jazz, uh, Biombo today actually scored more than Rudy Gobert did in game two <laughs> and game one. Not combined, but separately. Didn't Biombo have like six points? Biombo had nine, I think. <laughs> like, he didn't even Gobert. score that much. Yeah, Gobert had nine and eight or something like that. Seven and eight, from what I remember. Dude. <laughs> it's crazy. If Gobert, if Rudy Gobert, just like, if he had any bag, Whatsoever, literally one punch. a hook shot, a hook shot, a um, layup. I, I don't know what could. I, it's so bad. He had Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert with Aiden's mid range is like the best center in the league. Oh, which usually. blows yeah. my mind why he doesn't work on that. He's been in the league for like six, seven years now, and he hasn't developed a jump shot at all. Like, are you kidding me, dude? There's a reason why you keep losing. It's because you guys don't. Improve your game. If you look at the Suns, every single player, Suns like important player, since they joined the team, has improved in some way. Jay Crowder, when he joined the team, was just a three and D player. Now he has the floater. Mikel Bridges mm-hmm. came to the team as another like just defensive specialist, like three and D player. He turned into a defensive player of the year candidate. Book, who's taking his defense. Like every player on the Suns that is important has improved in some way. And you look at all these other stars. You look at Donovan Mitchell. He didn't improve his defense. Granted, he still has time, but he hasn't done it yet. That's why he keeps losing. Rudy Gobert, all this time, has not developed a single post move, and they're always surprised when they lose. I'm sorry. I don't know what they do in the offseason. And that was always a discussion when people were talking about Donovan Mitchell over Book. Was was the gap in defense? Yeah. And now it's like... 
completely flipped. Book is clear top ten to me. Yeah, we gotta remake that list in the offseason. <laughs> Put that we'll on we'll it after the season. If we win the if we win the finals, book is, I'm putting book top five. No cap. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm gonna ruffle some feathers. Uh, do you guys want to preview the next game a little bit? Uh, yeah, actually, I was I was telling Brandon before we started. So the next game is on Friday. It's Chris Paul's birthday, and there's no games tomorrow. So if everything lines up, they're thinking Scott Foster will be the ref on Chris Paul's birthday. I think that's definitely gonna happen. There's no games tomorrow. No. no. Why? I've not. Uh, the schedule, I guess. Warriors and uh, Timberwolves get three. Or not Timberwolves. Uh, Grizzlies get a three-day break for whatever reason. The hell! I thought the whole, <laughs> I thought they were trying to do like every other day to like get the season finished so we can get back on a normal. Whatever, man. They would give the Warriors more rest. <laughs> yeah, I think Scott Foster. Yeah, we're losing Game Three. I'm saying it right now. We're losing Game Three. Oh, maybe this is the I game that Paul finally wins it. The Matt, if we break the Scott Foster curse this season, we're winning the whole fucking thing. <laughs> if if we win a Scott Foster game, it's over. I'm sorry. That'll be that's like the last thing. How fitting it would be on his birthday to break the curse. That's like the last thing the Suns, the last like big. Because I, I swear to God, every time Scott Foster is the ref, they just. And the fans, us fans, do it too. We literally are like, oh, well, we lost. On to the next one. Like, I think the, I think they would never admit it, obviously, but I think subconsciously the players do this too, because o fourteen is a little absurd. But obviously. isn't it way higher than that? Was it? Isn't it like o eighteen now? It's o fourteen in the playoffs, I think. Okay, so maybe o eighteen is overall. I thought I saw 18 during the Pelican series. I feel like I never see Scott Foster reffing during the regular season, so. Yeah, I don't see him for the playoffs. But, yeah, that's like the last thing, is if, if, the sun, like, if the Suns break the Scott Foster curse, we're winning the whole thing. It's just, I don't know. Once we win one game, they're just going to keep falling after that. Can you imagine, like... Man, I'm so... I'm so excited. I'm going to be devastated if we don't win. It's going to be worse than last year. <laughs> yeah, I'm so I'm ready for this series or to be over and just get to the Western Conference Finals, hopefully. But yeah, uh, we'll, we'll... I mean, there's not really much to preview for the next game. It's, I mean, we all know what we're expecting now. Yeah. We're expecting... We're kind of expecting Scott Foster. This is the point where it flips and Scott Foster gets back onto the Suns' schedule and we start seeing him way more. But I don't know, man. I'm just I'm I'm really happy right now. I'm trying to enjoy this while it lasts because I know we're we're probably gonna lose a game eventually and then we'll all be trading everybody. So. <laughs> yeah, that I saw that today. I saw, I saw someone who was like, Cam Johnson needs to go. Like he's an expandable piece. Like, get rid of him this offseason before you okay. pay. Uh, Cam Johnson is technically expendable. Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me see if I can find the exact tweet. Because uh, when it comes to his contract, he's gonna cost less than Mikel. In a way, it almost works out for us that 
Um, he had a slow start coming back from his injury because now we won't have to pay him as much. He definitely goes for less than Mikel because if Mikel yeah. as a as a decoy candidate is making ninety, there's no way they pay Cam Johnson more than that. I think Cam Johnson would be around like seventy. If that, dude, I think we could get him for like, I think we could get him for like ten a year. Honestly, that'd be perfect. And then, be like, my perfect here's my perfect. Suns off season, and then we'll wrap it up. Mm-hmm. My perfect Suns off season is they win the chip. Chris Paul retires right off the chip. Chris Paul retires on top. The Suns max Aiden. The Suns sign Cam Johnson for ten a year, and then ideally somehow use whatever money is left to just sign a point guard. Maybe bring back Rubio. Fuck it. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad at Rubio. He wouldn't no. have the same shot making as Chris Paul, obviously. But at that point, by like next season, I want Book and Da and Mikel to be able to carry that load without Chris Paul. I feel like we should yeah. be there at that point. You know? Yeah, I think at that point we're putting a lot of we're putting a lot of trust in Mikel to take that next step. I'm good with it. I'm good. See the way I see it. Uh, let me figure out. I think Mikel ended up averaging like 15 this year. Let me find out. Hold on. Uh, 14. Yeah. So I think he can do it. See, because we have book is number one already. Like it's already pretty much like that. It was pretty much uh, book one at like 26 or 27, and then Aiden had 17, and then book or um, Mikel and Chris Paul both averaged 14. So we're pretty much already there. We just need to see it without actually having Chris Paul. Yeah. But, you know, because I just don't, I don't, I know what Chris Paul is doing now is amazing, but I, like, he turns 37 on Saturday or on Friday. So, I don't know. I just, like, would I love to have Chris Paul around next season? Yes. Do I think he's going to be anywhere near this effective next season? Not really. I agree. So definitely after this season is when the Suns need to start evaluating options for like our point guard in the future. But again, like I like to say, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Right. Let's get let's get to the box first. Yeah. Let's let's get out of this round first. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, that pretty much covers the game. I think. Uh, Shannon was fine. Like yeah, get their shot. That's all we need them to do is yeah. just get their shot. So everyone, pretty much, been doing that. everyone pretty much did what they were supposed to today, and we won. Shocker! Crazy what happens when you just do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> so yeah, uh, great game today. Um, hopefully they carry over. I mean, you guys have my prediction of us losing game three now, probably because it'll be Scott Foster, but we'll see. Uh, is there anything you guys want to mention before we wrap it up here? No, I'm good. No. Well, in that case, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the We Know Ball Podcast. Uh, follow us on all social media at WKD Podcast. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mikel Bridge. Uh, Brandon. At Brandon Atwood. Arian. Uh, at Arian S19. And uh, thank you again for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Peace.
Tchau. É...